I don't know about you, but I have a lot to be thankful for. Now, let me be clear. This year, I haven't gotten everything I wanted, and there are some things that I've lost. But when I look back, there is much to be thankful for. So the question of today, what are you thankful for? Give us a call. Be a part of the conversation. 202-299-6673. You're listening to Success in the Evening with Coach Ricky Terry and the flight crew. And if you'd like to be part of the conversation, give us a call at 202-299-6673. This broadcast is powered by NLG Radio. Help me give a warm welcome welcome to my friend uh, and one of our special uh, guests to success in the evening, Miss Gina Robinson. Gina, how are you? Doing great this evening. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. We know we're going to throw you right into this thing. We ain't even going to give you no warm-up today. I'll see if uh, I can help. First of all, let me just say I am, I am impressed. Okay. I am impressed with uh, not only your resume but your village. Um, we, we could really read off all your accomplishment being a Howard grad and, and starting your own business and the amount of people that you have helped in the last 23 years of doing your craft. But what I was really um, happy to see was your village. Uh, we often forget that we don't get anywhere on our own and we need everybody. And your village came out in numbers on social media, absolutely, you, your your village showed up here at the studio. They didn't send you by yourself. Uh, you it's got a blessing, some really. You, you got some company with you. Who you got? So I have my mom, Irma Robinson, and my dad, George <laughs> Robinson. My siblings at home, and Facebook family, and a lot of uh, coworkers, former, um, as well as um, current. So um, I'm just really appreciative of the opportunity to be here and all the support and love. You know, when I when I saw that uh, we were going to wind up having a, a psychologist, a professional mental health person, I. I figured they were trying to, to sneak me with another intervention, and uh, <laughs> I almost didn't it, show. It ain't over yet. I, I almost didn't show, because, you know, you, you, you got me one time before. Well, you, we, we, we still want to get, we still want to get a, um, we want to get a check on you. Before we get into this, and before we get in, into any questions, uh, we want to remind everyone, if you want to talk about uh, mental illness, if you want to talk about depression, um, if you got something you want to share, give us a call today at 202-299-6673. Gina, won't you do us a favor before we start? I, I think uh, for the benefit of our listeners, would you tell them a little bit about your background? You mind? Sure, I'm happy to. So, um, again, my name is Gina Robinson. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. H.U. <laughs> graduate <laughs> no. of Howard University and UMBC as well. Um, and so my background um, has been working with children, adolescents, and young adults, primarily in school settings. I've worked with um, kids that may be defined more as typical as well as those with special needs. And so the gamut goes from kids with intellectual disabilities, behavioral disabilities, autism, physical disabilities. And um, in my roles have often um, worked along with the family because these things that are happening at school also impact the family. Yes. So largely um, 
even in, when I've worked in residential settings, it's always the child in their environment, which is their family, um, and looking at what dynamics are at play to try and move, move them forward in their lives. Well, given the, the state of where we are, and I, I don't want to get into, it's kind of, it's, it's almost hard to, I, I don't want to say ignore what's going on in the world today. It's being blared on social media and television and every point. But we often look at some of the, some of the, um, the people who are most impacted by this are our children and how they process all the stuff we're dealing with and how they process, you know, what are they supposed to do right now on top of everything else? And that was one of the reasons I thought it important to bring someone of your caliber in here today to help us, you know, sort out some of this stuff. You had sent me some information on statistics of what's going on. Can you, can you share some of that with us? And so what we know for sure is that Mental health um, impacts us all, whether we identify it directly or we are, have interactions with people and sometimes we, we're not always clear what we're seeing and what's happening. But the, the statistics are one in five U.S. adults experience mental illness. And so if you're in a room of five people... Uh oh! Mm. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. One, five in this room. two... Could be you. Could be somebody <laughs> else. But it's prevalent. If you bets... <laughs> <laughs> and so at some point one in five um are they're suffering um and then we have those that have even more serious mental illnesses um schizophrenia and psychosis and things like that um which is one in 25 so if you have if you live in a small community you might actually be in touch or come into contact or be aware of someone who is really suffering with a serious mental illness. Mm. And then, mm. yeah. Mm. So one of the reasons I also wanted to do this particular segment in talking with you was the impact that it has directly on the family and the caregivers when we start talking about this during the holidays because we know that the um, anxiety picks up. We know that the level of stress Le thank you there there's so many things that impact how people feel about the holidays that end up you know hurting the family as a whole during that period are there some things we can look at doing to help families what are some things we can give families that can help them through this holiday period well i think that the answer is probably twofold i think when we talk about the statistics being one in five then we also we have to be aware of ourselves first like, what is going on with us? Because when we're talking about kids, oftentimes they're picking up on, I mean, they, they carry their own stuff, but they also um, are very aware of what, about what's happening around them. And so being able to intervene and, um, I guess, have a relatively successful holiday season um, includes the adults taking care of themselves um, it's going to involve them being aware of, like, how they're feeling and what do they need. Do you need to use some coping skills? Do you need to bring yourself uh, into check, really? Mm -hmm. um, and then also we think about processing issues because mm -hmm. 
what happens during the holiday season is that losses sometimes come to the come to the light people Mm -hmm. it's family time and sometimes people experience losses around the holidays so the holidays are no longer just about the holidays but they're about an anniversary maybe of a loss Um, but it can also be about wow it's the holiday and that person isn't here maybe it didn't the loss didn't occur during the holiday season but they're still experienced wow grandma didn't make her cake this year grandma passed Mm -hmm. this year wow that's different and these are conversations that we have out loud during the holidays um you know my and i'm gonna use my family my my wife's aunt her sweet potato pie um we all know it when we are and and all of our family gets together at the table there's normally a big setting a lot of laughter but once the food hits the table there's something about you know Aunt Ruby's sweet potato pie. Now, my daughter took on that role, mm-hmm. but as a family, we still know that uh, that isn't Aunt Ruby's sweet potato pie. And because there was only two of them, my mother-in-law, who I am sure is listening today, and, and her sister, there's a moment there where we, you know, we remember. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you a question because there's another dynamic, and that's the one where we may have family members that aren't doing as well as we would like for them to do, and it causes a burden on the family. Do we or do we not associate with them? Do we or do we not, you know, let them bring us down? Is there something a family can do to try to avoid that? Because it's going to come. We can we can pretend it isn't, but in somebody's house, uh, it's going to happen. With some, uh, you know, Uncle Uncle Fred's going to show up. And it's going to cause everybody discomfort. It always does. Is there, what can we do, Doc? What can we do? So I think that part of that is about, we understand the dynamics of our families. We've been in them for a while. We kind of know who the players are. And we can almost predict to some degree what's going to happen. Yes. What could happen. We already know what's going to happen. It's just a matter of Yeah, I'm saying it's just a matter of the crown world getting opened up. Okay. You know, there right. you go. I'm and just so saying. Alcohol that, enters the picture. Hey, um, it's a realization. Look, do, have you seen that sign where it says, "Do not feed"? D- listen to me over there. Do not feed. Okay. <laughs> do not open the door. That is that. a reality. I, I'm talking about a reality. Go ahead. But but seriously, we. My concern, because I've dealt with it, I, I know other people have. I want to be able to help people get through this holiday season, knowing that somebody else's situation isn't necessarily what the entire family needs to try to deal with. There are ways, I believe, and I hope that we can get past that so we can have a great holiday. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if this is the right thing to do or not, but I think before we get to the turkey, we ought to get to talking. Is talking, is it still a valuable option that we honestly sit down as a collective family and talk about the issues um, so being that this is my craft, I would say yes, but mm-hmm. I also think that everybody, we can't control other people. And that's why I said, I feel like the process has to be two pronged. One is what we mm. do for ourselves. That's who we're in control of. Right. And the other part has to do with other people. Right. So yes, but we have to understand those same players, mm-hmm. the same players that we were talking about. Um, <laughs> Talk about Uncle Fred. Those, those are the people you're having a conversation with. Know right. who you're having a conversation with. Who are the people in the family that you feel like maybe you can partner with about things in a 
collaborative way and a productive way to maybe shift that dynamic. Mm -hmm. um, so, so number one, I, don't, don't lose your thought, but I want to make sure that uh, the listeners get it. Number one, you've got to form a collaboration of individuals who are committed to making sure that this goes off uh, successfully. That, I mean, you've got to talk about the success you want to have happen at your dinner. It's too important to, to leave it to whether he's going to open the bottle of scotch or not. And we're going to get started. When we come back, guys, if you have any questions for my guests, I want you to give us a call at 202-299-6673. We're back, guys, and I want to welcome my guest in the studio, uh, Miss Gina Robinson. And Gina, before we left, um, I wanted to ask you about what are some of the signs, some of the signals that we can look for um, to help us better be able to prepare for this thing called the holidays and the holiday blues? Well, I think one of the important things to recognize is that when people are suffering with depression and anxiety or having challenges in their life, the holidays doesn't change that. Oftentimes it exacerbates it. So we'll see uh, changes with appetite and sleep patterns. Sometimes we'll see um, things becoming, for people that are depressed, maybe they're even more depressed. There's irritability, which I think is often confused because people see irritability and they have a strong reaction to it. <laughs> and, no, and they no. don't understand. Don't start talking about me, okay? <laughs> it could be any of us any day. <laughs> so, but oftentimes that's misunderstood. But sometimes that is one of the um, indicators of depression going on when, when that irritability kicks in and Oftentimes when people come to see me in my office and I talk to the families, they're like, oh, yeah, they're so irritable and they're cranky and they this and that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, let's talk more about the larger picture. And oftentimes that's, that is one of the indicators that shows up specifically with kids um, and teenagers, who some, especially younger kids, I think, who have um, less ability sometimes to put it into words. We see the behavior. Um, so... Those are some of the things we see. Um, I think the hard thing about this sometimes is being able to understand what we're seeing. Oh, mm. what, do you, what do you mean? So we might see an attitude or we might see that irritability, mm. um, withdrawal, um, just an interaction with somebody and not quite know what is going on and we assign meaning to it. Mm -hmm. and, well, how, and does, how does a non-professional deal with something like that? Well, oftentimes we, we go with what, our, what we think is best. And I think we all operate generally from what we think is going on. Mm -hmm. And so um, oftentimes I mean, in a professional realm, obviously we're going to dig deeper. Mm -hmm. What is that about? Um, I think depersonalizing it. Can you ask that question? <laughs> Which question? You know, because one of the things that my father did, does on a regular when I was younger, he was like, come here, you know, is there something wrong? Mm -hmm. Because I, I'd like to know before I kill you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, you, you laugh, no, you but, laugh but he was, that, he's like serious. you said, he's, you were doing something so out of character, so out of bounds, so unlike you. That we I need, need to, to talk. I need to know whether or not. You this know. is you. Right. So it <laughs> sounds about Ricky Terry. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
sounds just about Ricky so, Tay. Yeah. So, so I, mean, I think right. it's a I'm great sorry. question. Right. <laughs> okay. Last thing you won't do is get on these two. You don't want to be on the train with them. Okay. Trust me on that. I'm, I'm, I'm not getting on you, that. I'm trying there. to keep you out of trouble. But these two like to draw everything back over here. This the but, fun squad. She likes I, it. But what I like about it is in hearing you. I know there are, you know, adults. There are parents. There are relationships that these very things you just talked about apply to and some of the things that, that trigger them just in doing what I do as a success coach and talking with people and having the experience of, of my military training and my ministry training is that, you know, finances kick this off during the holidays because uh, people feel guilty that they, they either can't give, you know, what they want to give someone or, you know, they can't spend a hundred hundred dollars or a thousand dollars and they they go into depression mm -hmm. or they spend it and then feel guilty about having done that are there is there anything in that realm we can do to kind of cut that out to make sure that that doesn't happen well i think that takes looking at values and and looking at are we monetizing love Mm -hmm. Say that again. Are we monetizing love? You have to explain. <laughs> so are we deciding that a dollar amount equals I love you so much? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. So in other words, I really don't have to buy that diamond ring, do I? Absolutely. Well, well, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get ready. Don't you dare walk into that one. <laughs> but, but that is so huge because we actually believe that on both sides of it that if I don't purchase this big ticket item for him or her or for them then that's an expression of of my love for them mm -hmm. and and on one end if I don't receive these big ticket items that's how much they love me and and you got you got something I was just gonna say wouldn't you say it goes a little bit further somewhere in the realm of not even buying this for you but if I don't take you out here or or you know you know but those those are conversations that you need to have earlier on in the relationship I but mean I'm th those are conversations but those are also habits that we have not gotten into good practice with because mm -hmm. when you start talking about that now we have an expert here but I, I just believe that a lot of the things that we give value to come from bad habits mm -hmm. absolutely and then when it starts to harm you mm -hmm. come on there's something else to be said about that and when we're talking harm, we're talking about harm in both the physical and and, and in another. And the mood. emotional, absolutely. Because how are you going to feel on January first after you spent more than you could afford? Mm -hmm. And so. And you're depressed. Mm -hmm. And you're irritable. And, and I ask this question to every one of my clients uh, when we come to what I what you want to call a fork in the road or an intersection or a point where we need to take action. I ask all the time. Now that you know. What are you going to do about it? So if you know that you are struggling with this time of year and that you overspend, I, I think before you come up with anything, you got to come up with what am I going to do to make sure that I don't repeat the habits, back to the habits, mm -hmm. that I don't repeat the habits of the last five years, ten years. The very thing that makes me feel depressed about going into 2019 was the very thing that made me feel depressed about going into 2018 and 17 and here I am now getting ready to jump into 2020 the only question I ask everyone or you know the definition of insanity is continuing mm -hmm. to do the same thing over and over again expecting a different result so I'm gonna ask you uh, Gina given your experience 
how do we change that mindset? How do we break loose of that? I'm going to call it a curse because if it keeps giving you a, a result that is not beneficial, you're probably carrying a curse that only you have the key to let go. How do we let go of that so we can enjoy ourselves for the holiday and give the proper reason for the season? I think it's a shift in mindset. I think um, for, for parents specifically, sometimes they feel like, well, they get pressure from their kids. Everybody else. Is, mm. Everybody else. Everybody else has that video game. I want that. Mm. I want that phone. Mm. And that it. But but what's that's no different. Now, I understand you, you, you young and and you ain't you ain't. But when I was growing up, you know, you, you if you didn't have the PF flyers, mm. you weren't nobody. You had to have a pair of uh, Chuck Taylors. If you didn't have Chuck Taylors, it's no different back then than it is now with a pair of you know Jordans that are selling for numbers that are unbelievable thirteen dollars back then was thirteen dollars it was a lot of money for my my mom sure but uh, I would hope that you know that we're raising kids who have values that aren't tied to materialistic things so when they don't have those things they don't feel like nothing well not only kids but and I, adults mm. because we 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 attach our value to uh, our values are no longer a an inward thing. It's now attached to our keychain, based on the size of the car I'm driving, or the style of car I'm driving, or the wig I'm wearing, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. the heels I have, or or the clique I hang out with. And all of a sudden, we find that that clique, or that car, or that uh, that house, does not give us the joy that we think it's going to give us mm -hmm. because we we've allowed joy. To be watered down to happiness and too many people have done that and find out that being happy ain't all it's cut up to be and the thing that it some it creates a pattern where we have to continue to come, feed it come on come on you you're that you you're that hamster it. on the wheel i need something else what else is going to make me feel that way what's the next greatest the, the thing box, the box under the tree has to get bigger every year and while the box is getting bigger our self-worth is becoming less valued is that absolutely mm. it's not developed mm. say that again it's not developed mm. why you got hit so hard sorry you but know. see that's that's why everybody gets mcdonaldland gift certificates from me every year it, nobody it, everybody ever real, huh? nobody ever expects anything except for a big mac some extra fries that's it if you're looking for anything you, else you give them, you i might at least that. give them the monopoly piece it, that it, comes yeah, with yeah because you know it's that only, time of year only if you've been good okay only if you've been good well here's here's what i like we were talking about kids not too, not too long ago. Oh, here we go. Here we go. See, this is, no, 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 no. Here we go. Because it's rare it's that I get time. to come on and, and really brag about my, my generation. Christmas uh, time is here. Well, see, not only that, it's just I feel like um, a lot of people in my generation, I guess you could say, um, grew up in, you know, what's been called the recession that we, that, you know, that we've been going through. And it's crazy because... None of us ever really like to us. It's just like, oh, you know, this is just this is how it is now. But as we grow up, we find out, oh, prices for things are getting, you know, higher. You know, a cup of coffee at Starbucks is like five dollars. So, you know, and like Wish to us, even uh, even to us, that stuff is like ridiculous. Like like I, I work at a re in a retail spot and, you know, a lot of these brands, they're, you know, three hundred dollars shoes and, and, and pants, or, and, you know, fifty dollars for jeans or even higher sometimes. And it's like. That's that's ridiculous. And yeah, I'll buy it because 
you know, yeah, this is this is what's out, or you know, this is the the better material that we have right now. But my generation can at least recognize that, yeah, this is this is nonsensical. And some of us, the the sensible ones of us, <laughs> understand there are that. Some sensible one of y'all. Oh, Just man. like it's some sensible ones of y'all. Oh, oh here we go. Yeah. See, this is what happens See, when you give kids freedom of speech. No, this is what happens when you throw shots in our expectancy. I asked you but, back. But, you know, Joshua brings up a great point because what my um, my parents, you know, my mom and my, my granddaddy and my, my, my grandmother, what they complained about me was I didn't understand the value of what they were providing. And now here we are as parents and I wonder if we we're doing the right job and I think we say in the in the church world you know are we giving the real reason for the season and if we don't understand it then we can't teach it and we end up feeding a monster that we complain about and then we get sad because we are the zookeepers of that monster and the only way to not be responsible guys and I want you to listen very clearly before we go to break the only way to make sure you aren't feeding that monster is to get rid of the monster or not and, create it. Uh, it well in most cases it's there and you either you know you either got a good a good thing or you got a monster and 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 that monster is again as i said the box has to get bigger every year the surprise has to be have more bang to it every year because we've been conditioned to that and and we're driving away the love we're driving away you know how does somebody feel who is you know i, I had a friend who started a business and because there is so much commitment needed to to follow a dream that you can't always give like you've given when you started your you have a practice where is it at in columbia maryland but tell people about it real quick um, my practice is called milestones counseling and consulting services and we're located in columbia maryland we serve children adolescents young adults and we also work with families and and, and when you started your practice were there some sacrifices there's still sacrifices, absolutely. And, and, and those sacrifices, did it get to the level where you had to make some shifts, some adjustments, you had to get rid of some things in order to keep what you wanted for the better of, 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 of your vision, of your dream, to keep it alive? Absolutely. And so what do you say to those that, that need to understand in order to have that success of moving away from depression, of moving away from the things that trigger depression, there's going to have to be some sacrifices. What do you say? There definitely that? has to be shifts. It's not easy work, but definitely there has to be a shift and willingness first. Mm -hmm. There's to be an acknowledgement. There is a problem here. Oftentimes, um, in some communities, mm -hmm. African-American, non-white communities, oftentimes um, mental health, it doesn't take the spotlight spotlight like perhaps it really should um and people aren't seeking the help that they need to get and so the holidays hit and not only were they not doing well before the holidays but now it's it's compounded because they're carrying the weight of the debt they're carrying the weight of the guilt and and one of the things that um you said earlier you got to change your mindset there has to be a willingness to understand you know, I, I can't carry this kind of thinking because I, I'm drowning with it. And so when we when we come back, and again, I want to encourage you to call in. We, we're almost done. I want you to call 202-299-6673. Uh, but when we come back, I, I want to I wanna make sure we cover one other thing because uh, 
we can do better. We want to do better. I, I've not talked to anyone who said, I want to intentionally be sad. I want to intentionally feel bad. I've not talked to anyone. They've just not had anyone to give them good, solid advice. And, and one of the things we did at this show is we made you a promise when we came on the air back in April that we were only going to bring you the very top. And so sitting here is someone at the very top who's, who's dropping nuggets uh, just through conversation. So stop waiting on the top five things. Stop waiting on when are they going to get to it. We're in it. Okay. And, and you've got you've to find out what in this is for you. And, and as my granddaddy said, throughout the conversation, chew the meat and spit on the bone. You know, Gina, one of the things I learned, you know, from my from my family was not all advice is necessarily for you at that moment. Take what's for you at that moment and, and use it. But don't throw away the rest of it because it wasn't useful now. Put it in your vault. And so over the last, you know, years, let's leave it at that, I've taken a lot of what I couldn't use at that moment and put it in my vault so when I came up against something I think wait a minute I got something in my vault for this I go in my vault yes say it again I've heard that before take an inventory of what you got how you gonna use it if you don't know what you got so we're gonna go ahead and take a break I I'd really like to hear some of my girl Jill I, I I love me some Jill Scott that's my girl give me a little Jill Scott And if you do happen to miss the live version of the show, you can catch us on podcast. Guess where? Mm-hmm. On One Do North. What is it? I'm sorry. No, the podcast is on Success in the Evening. There you go. With Coach Ricky Terry. Man, y'all, y- y'all got me so spread out. All, all, all the plugs mm-hmm. got him a little confused. <laughs> yeah. y- y'all got to start writing stuff down, man. See, look, what y'all fail to realize is we always called Mo Mo Mogul, but see, y'all don't know. That Coach Terry is a little bit of something of a mogul himself. I mean, we we got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. See, he plays the humble game, but y'all just saw how confused he got. (laughs) See, when you run so many businesses and and do so many different things. The three-letter people are listening. What I tell you about talking about what we do. (laughs) What I tell you, the three-letter people are listening. Don't, don't. You know what? No, we we only do, we we do um, uh, one thing. What is it? We breathe. We breathe. We breathe. Okay. That's, that's it. Cool. We, we keep, breathe. We keep on breathing. Listener, I I'll give you I'll give you an in I'll give you in studio tour if you can guess what the next few names uh, uh, of the next few websites Coach Terry can give you all because <laughs> the last three have been uh, pretty all lined up. So. <laughs> I'm just and you if know. you if you want to send me an email because you want to talk about receiving coaching mentoring. Or if you're looking for a speaker to come into your organization, then I want to talk to you because I'm looking for you. You can reach me directly on email at Rick T. You Rick T. It. <laughs> at one do north dot com. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you're going to brand brand right. Well, one no, of the things right. one of the things I want to talk about, because like I said, we have uh, one of the uh, soldiers in the battle to help families and help adolescents and kids. Um, and individuals uh, be able to achieve more, be able to have a better sense of balance for their lives. Um, it, and she is a phenomenal person. And I want to tell, first of all, Gina, how I want to tell people how we met. 
and this is important, guys, when I tell you build a reputation, not so that you have to promote yourself and talk about yourself, but that others might. When I reached out to a close friend and said, I need an expert in this field, it was less than 30 seconds when they said, call this sister. She's the real deal. Thank you, Will Holmes. You Will Holmes, Mr. <laughs> oh, Mr. Will Holmes, who was who was a guest of ours uh, not too long ago when we featured Baltimore in the Charm City. Uh, Will is the um, uh, acting president, I think, of the Chamber of Commerce mm. uh, up in Baltimore City. And Will, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you uh, sending us this beautiful, shining example of community help because she has devoted her life to helping others when she could have done so many other things with with her expertise. What you got, JT? So I'm kind, just, thank you. I, mm. I just got to keep getting on you about these intros we give people because you, you did it, what, two weeks ago, and now we got to do it again. See, what am I doing? When, when he says real deal, y'all, mm -hmm. we mean that's a show enough. No. Now, everybody <laughs> said that's a show enough. Uh, a what? A show enough. Guess we got for you today. So we got somebody that's real show enough in the studio with us today. Show that's enough. all I got mm -hmm. to say. Show Appreciate enough. that. Show Thank enough. you. So when we, when we look at imaging now, what's the mistake we're making? I think oftentimes social media plays a huge part in that. And Social media is usually just a very small snippet of what goes on in people's real lives. Mm -hmm. People take that and write a story as if they know what's really going on behind the scenes and then decide that, well, am I doing that? And the fact is, they're probably not doing that either. There you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. Well, one of the things I, I tell people again in, in you know, leadership is, is really interesting because a lot of people teach leadership from you know the do's and and all this um i try to approach it a little differently and and one of the things i want to do is in a parable or a story however you want to put it guys when you're when you're looking at um making sure you're setting yourself up for success and you're looking in the mirror make sure the image you see is the image of you not of social media not of the Kardashians, not of uh, Kerry Washington, not of Beyonce, not of anyone but you. And I teach my leaders when we do the leadership form, be who you say you are. If you want to make sure that, that you are not getting bogged down too heavy in, in the mental process of trying to be everyone else which can overwhelm us, just be who you say you are. Be you. That, that should be the easiest job on earth to have and, and if we were going to be ourselves, in your opinion, how much of that burden would we remove so we could get to the real issue of what's bothering us? I think it helps us to manage our expectations when we stop putting on airs for other people. We're mm. more authentic. Because then there's not this other storyline that we feel like we have to live up to. Say it again, mm. please. Putting on what? Did they, first of all, I like what you said. The expectations should line up well, I'm going to say it. The expectation should line up with your ability to be disciplined enough to go after what it is you want. Uh, we, we give ourselves unexpected expectations, and then we somehow feel like a credit card. We can charge ourselves with the right to be depressed. I, I, I can't go be a surgeon in the next 12 months. I, I don't have the skill set. I haven't developed the discipline to be a surgeon. 
Now, if I want to do that, then I've got to gather those things. I can't paint a picture, so I can't get frustrated when the picture I want doesn't come out. Right. And, and, and how do we, my daughter says, how do we create smart goals? You know, how do we do that so that we don't lead ourselves down a road that's really hard to come back from? And that comes with self-awareness. Mm. Being clear about what your strengths are and what your areas of needs are and what areas can you grow in and what things just maybe are not for you. Um, so I think being able to set expectations and have some goals that are achievable is super important. Um, in going into the holiday season specifically, I'm thinking have some clear expectations about what you can and cannot do for the holidays and what that should look like. And are you keeping up with the Kardashians or the Joneses and who are they anyway to be keeping mm -hmm. up with? So, so I, I just, because you all have inspired a question out of me. Are you saying that to be myself, <laughs> you know, to, or to be happy being me, I have to happily be myself? Essentially, are you saying? All right, all right, cool. Let me let me rephrase that. It Please cool. do, because it sounded like you were giving me back talk, and I just it, didn't. It understand. sounded cooler in my head. <laughs> it, 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 I swear. You see why I brought a professional? <laughs> it sounded so much cooler in my head, and then I got on the mic, and I it went. Uh, but but to be okay with uh, being myself, I have to I have to be me. Is is that what you all are saying? Yeah, I, I think it's more authentic. Myself person and being okay with your limitations and and I think being able to also think through like if you're expecting where do you get those messages about how you should be on a day-to-day -day basis anyway mm. what mm. are those shoulds what are those scripts what are those things that you live in that maybe you need to unpack and rewrite and you know what I think for a lot of people that could very easily be pointed to social media or tv you know which coach Terry as I've always heard you call it Tell a live vision. Well, first of all, if your if your classroom is strictly limited to what you read on your social media feed, then you are you are handicapping yourself uh, severely. One of the things that that you know, again, I got to go back to what I do in mm -hmm. in this business of One Do North is I train leaders, and and training leaders to lead, it's important that you surround yourself with really great people. It's, it's really important, you know, bringing someone like you into my, my world is really important to me because you are an expert in your field. Bringing someone like Will Holmes, that's important to me because he is an expert not only in his field of business, but in his passion of connecting people. Absolutely. And so when I look at people, when I look at success and when I look at what they're going through, I always look at who are they connected to. Let me tell you something, uh, guys, and I'm going to speak directly to you. Okay, I'm going to take, take the gloves off for one second here. If you want to know why you're not successful, take a real close look at who you got around you. If, if, and, and I'm not saying blame them because you're responsible for who you let into your life. But too many of us are, are sitting around not achieving our goals because we're hearing from individuals and we're looking in the mirror at people we are associated with who aren't doing anything themselves. You know, when I started a business, the first thing I realized I had no friends that owned a business. Where am I going to get my advice from if I don't have anybody to look up to, you know? When I looked around and it was my turn to be a husband, I looked around and, and in my family there was no one to look to for marriage and say, here is where I get my, 
my counsel from. Here's where I go to to replenish. Here's where I go to. And then that created some mental issues for me upstairs. When I did get a family, I was not prepared. And one of the things we can do going into the holidays, one of the things we can do going into 2020 is better prepare. Uh, again, one of the things I teach in my leadership uh, class comes from the 11 principles of leadership, and it is know yourself and seek self-improvement. Guys, if you don't know yourself, you won't know to seek the improvement you need, and that's why I have people like Gina Robinson in my atmosphere because she's a professional in her field. If you want to get better, if you want to see success, if you want to see change, you might have to get outside yourself. You might have to, um, you know, all my clients read the book, Who Moved My Cheese. You, you're either going to be him and hard, or you're going to be sniff and scurry. Um, and, and I chose to be sniff and scurry because him and hard were broke. They were broke in their spirits. They were broke in their ability to connect with other people. They were even broke in their, their uh, desire to be creative. And I don't know if you've read the book, but it changed my, my life. You've read the book? I have. Can, is there any way it can apply to what we're talking about today? Can you see a, a correlation? I think the connection I'm making is around change okay. and being able to deal with changes. Come on. Come on. How do you, and I think holidays for, can be a time of change. It's a, ch it's a change from what typically goes on during the year. Can, can we start right there, keep your thumb? Let's not wait until Thanksgiving and Christmas. We're still a couple of weeks. The change has to happen right now, and that we comes We can start changing now by now. thinking about rethinking our expectations. The change can start now by when we're, we have people in our families that are suffering, we can start using empathy now. And, you know, speaking, <clears throat> excuse me, speaking of suffering, we had somebody that texted in and they said that to ask you about dealing with grief during the holidays because of, you know, e as far as grief is concerned, sometimes even knowing that it's there doesn't help you not uh, suffer from it you know what I'm saying sure. it just it just sometimes it just creeps up on you and you know uh, coach spoke about the the pie you know you can you can cut into the apple pie and all of a sudden you're crying they're like well what do you you haven't even eaten the pie what are you talking about what are you crying for <laughs> because pie reminds me of da, da 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 so you know and these are these are things that you can't I'm not gonna say you can't. How do you how do you create defenses for that? How does how does somebody who knows that they suffer? And you know, I I have uh, a friend who lost their mother on Christmas Day. Wow. I mean, that is just crazy. The, the the one day, especially if you have children. Absolutely. Because that's the one day that that is the children's holiday. Right. It, it, you know, as far as holidays go, uh, I'm a Thanksgiving dude. I love Thanksgiving. I can tell you're always in my house. <laughs> so, but for for somebody who knows, you know, Christmas Day is coming. Mm -hmm. That's the day I lost my mother, my father, my mm -hmm. favorite aunt, or whatever. How it's do you day. how do you create? A defense for something like that. How do you deal with that grief? I think you have to acknowledge it. I think sometimes people try to move along as if it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And so first being able to acknowledge it. The next thing I would say is um, maybe finding a way to memorialize it. Because um, I think with grief and loss, there comes a place of acceptance and we get to a place where we're like, those happy memories come. Mm -hmm. And can we take those memories in some way and shape that into something for that day that's much more positive mm -hmm. and celebratory. 
rather than just, oh, man, this is a day of loss. Well, maybe it's a day of celebration. It's a day of remembering. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm going to make that pie, mm-hmm. and I'm going to remember Aunt Betty who made that pie and tell stories about Aunt Betty. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I know you're dying to get in here, but I want to say two things on that, and I hope I don't forget them. Um, the first is you heard me mention Aunt Ruby, which is my wife's uh, mother's sister who is no longer with us. And, and her sweet potato pie and her iced tea were the hallmark of our families, whether it was you know, a regular dinner on Sunday we got together or holidays, we knew who was bringing the pie and, and the tea. When that left, what I love about our family is we didn't let her memory die, nor did we let her dish die. That was automatically reassigned to someone, and we celebrate the fact that that is my daughter now doing it. And it was a lot of pressure on her. I, I remember the first, uh, what's the second? I imagine. Because <laughs> <laughs> th- is this pie like Aunt Ruby's? Yeah. Yes. This don't taste like Aunt Ruby's pie. Yeah, you know what they say. Mm-hmm. Who made the potatoes? Who made <laughs> Who did this? I never asked that you're in trouble. And you know what? That's that. And this is not uh, originally what I wanted to say, but it, it just kind of came to my mind. It's always kind of astonishing to me. It's, it's kind of the little things. That, that really start to, to add up because you were saying uh, a lot earlier about um, taking for granted. And I think, I think we always assume that we take uh, people um, for granted or the things that they did, did for us, but it, it really is the little things that I think we, we lose rather than, you know, those big things like, oh, you know, when I was down bad, um, cousin, cousin Johnny, uh, he loaned me this, 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 and he really helped me get out of this hole or he just had a simple conversation with I think we lose like the little things like, oh yeah, you know, auntie's, auntie's pie or, you know, um, you know, sis used to call me, you know, at 12 a.m. every morning on my birthday, you know, right. Right. every time. It's all those things that come back during the course of a year and the years following It's the Mm -hmm. little things that, uh, that I think we experience loss at that time and then we experience it over time mm-hmm. and that becomes more real yeah little th- you know like not hearing not hearing those footsteps in the in, in the background of the house even though you know for all your life you've been hearing you know someone else there and all of a sudden it's just you but um one of the one of the things i really wanted to ask uh was you all were saying that in order to be happy you have to be your most authentic self but what would you and this goes for anybody at the table um what would you all say to someone who doesn't know exactly who they are yet. I think that's a process of development. I think um, working with kids and teenagers, you know, I see them, for me, some of the clients that I see, I've seen for years. And so I've seen them go from middle school to high school and maybe transition even to, to college and um, see how sometimes the way that they're living, the way they're thinking, their social circles impact who they are and challenge what they believe. And so I think that development comes over time as well. And does this change for adults? Because, I mean, we know that any, there can be extremes for anything, but I, 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 I'm sure, I, can say, I feel like I can say this with 100% certainty, there are some people who are adults who don't know exactly either what they want in life, they, they feel like they're stuck uh, at a dead-end job, or they may not know that, you know, it's their job that's that's draining their soul or it's you know the home that they're coming uh coming to every night coming back into every night or even the place that they live at they don't know that that's what's what's draining them and and killing them mentally and emotionally 
um, you know, what would you say to that person who, you know, they're in their mid to late 30s, they, they've, they've gone through the, what should be the um, developing stages of life already, but they're still dealing with that, you know. Insecurity. I think there's stages of awareness that I think as we get older and we, we evolve and we learn more about ourselves and that's why, you know, we encourage adults to go to therapy too because things happen um, that bring into question, well, why am I doing this job? And why am I in this relationship? And why do I live here? Like all these mm -hmm. questions start coming up. And so it's an ongoing process of and unpacking of like, who am I really? Yeah, but you, who, you, have, to, you have to be aware of that. It's that goes sometimes, back to that yeah. She said on being self-aware and that goes back to why I bring leaders through the course and mm -hmm. I teach them again, you know, to, to know yourself and then seek self-improvement. Mm -hmm. It's important that you get to know yourself and find out where the areas that I need improvement. And one of the things we don't do very well, oh, I'm sorry, one of the things I think we do too well is we continue to uh, spread this thing called we don't get help. Well, I'm an African-American male and I, I think I've been uh, blessed to, I know I've been blessed uh, to have success in what I do. Um, and all I need to do is, and, is look at my phone and, and look at, you know, the people I have behind me who support me and who back me and, and where they are in their lives and careers. And I, I say, okay, if I'm, a, I'm here with them, I'm doing okay. And they back me, but we have got to do a much better job again of prepping ourselves for the success we want. Uh, we've got, we got to stop telling ourselves I'm cursed. We've got to stop doing things that lead us to believe we're cursed or our children are cursed. You know what they used to say? Oh, you just like your daddy. And we all know what that meant. And so we plant that seed. And I just want to say to those that are listening, the seeds you are planting are going to grow. I, I don't care what you say. The seeds you plant, they're going to grow. Now, whether you tend them or you don't tend them, whether you intend it for that type of seed or not, whatever seed you put out there is a seed you're going to get back. And so if that's the case, why not mentally put in your head this is the seed I need to plant. I, I want to, if I want peace, I got to plant that seed of peace. When I go home, uh, my home is peaceful. My marriage is peaceful. My relationship is peaceful because that's the seed I planted years ago mm -hmm. that no matter what storm came along, we were always going to be at peace. And that does go back to what you said earlier, mm -hmm. having a mindset of peace. Because you can't call on something or make a withdrawal on something you've never made a deposit towards. So how do we make a positive deposit? And we, we got about five minutes before uh, we get off this air here. How do we make a positive um, deposit towards making sure that we are committed to the success uh, of this holiday and, and forward? And before, before you answer that question, I'm so sorry to cut in. Uh, we always talk about the little nuggets that we drop. Please, please write down, make a positive deposit, because I could just see somebody out there mm. in the sea of listeners that we had didn't catch that. Mm. So can I'm slowing it down I, real quick. Can I, can I get that T-shirt? Uh, no. Dang. I, I'm slowing it down to so let you know. How do we make that positive de deposit? I think that um, sometimes that's a hard question. So maybe can I answer this a different way? Any way you choose. So when I think about like holidays and making them successful. And yes, it is about mindset and our expectations, but I also think it's about like, 
if may, understanding ourselves, which I've talked about, it's about understanding other people in our families and what they, reframing, sometimes we say, oh, that person won't do such and such, but what if they can't? What if they really can't do something? Mental illness and emotional challenges that people have are less um, identifiable. If somebody's in a wheelchair, you're not going to tell them to get up. You can see it. Versus when someone has depression or a mental illness, sometimes people really aren't clear on what, what is happening. So hmm. being able to be empathetic. When you're going out with your family, maybe you're, it's a multi-family situation and you know who's going to be drinking and you know what time they're going to be drinking, a short visit is better than a long visit. Absolutely. Have some success in having a short visit. You can kind of time when you're going to show up and when you're going to leave. Um, and limit some of those interactions. You know, even in the family, sometimes Less you, is more. <laughs> you don't know. Like, sometimes you got to step away. You know what's going to be triggering. Those are situations where you might need to take a, a step Hey, Cousin Pearl, and nice to see <laughs> you. Across I'm the sorry road. I have got to run, but my, 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 my left my goldfish unattended. Right, I got to go water the plants. Hey, you mm -hmm. know, super producer, you had, you had. Well, um, I, first off, I wanted to uh, answer, answer your question, how do we make a positive depo uh, deposit? Mm -hmm. And, you know, lo and behold, I'm only 17. I'm about to be 18 soon, whoop, whoop. Uh, so I don't have that. <laughs> I'll whoop whoop when you in college. <laughs> so granted, I don't have uh, the experience that other people may have, but I, I think one of the things I, if I've learned nothing else from being on this show, it's um, setting your foundations correctly. And I think, I think you, I can say uh, to the point of your marriage with my mama, with my mama's. Mm -mm. I think you all have, have said over and over again that you all made sure that that foundation was strong. And I think in mm. terms of mm. a relationship, I would say that comes from making sure you all understand each other, not just, you know, self-awareness, but understand the person standing next to you, standing across from you, so and, that you and, know. And understanding. But part of that is understanding that the person or persons you're connected to aren't perfect. Mm. Uh, we have to accept that, you know, our version of, of perfect isn't necessarily somebody else's reality. And, and I believe we have to. Absolutely. To Thank mm. you. We don't and, have that. Sometimes I, we have to understand that everybody doesn't think the way that we think. And then we have people that think that maybe it's okay to say certain things and behave in certain ways. And with those people, we have to set boundaries. Wow. And, and, and you know, um, I also wanted to speak on you all were saying uh, self-awareness helps with, you know, that individual that may be lost. And, and I think not only could uh, not only is it self-awareness, but it proves why you should have certain people in your life that that can help you and lead you or at least tell you, hey, you know, where you're at right now, the path you're going down or the, the track you're setting yourself on isn't like you uh, characteristically. Or, or it just is not going to be good for you. Um, and, and I think a prime example of the person uh, who can help you with that is Coach Rick Terry. Uh, and yes, I'm doing I'll, a plug right it, now. It, it ain't a shameless plug. I own the show. I son. don't call. I don't call <laughs> shame on any plug. Um, but uh, the perfect person to help you with that is is Coach Terry himself because he a he's probably been there in, in one way or another, whatever situation you're dealing with. He's been there. He knows someone that's there. He can put you in contact with someone that can that can 
directly relate to what you're saying. But and, and let me do this. I, I, I want to make sure um, if you need help, um, I want you to reach out to my friend. I, I really do. Uh, I don't know how you're set up. I know you're set up in, in, um, um, in Columbia, Maryland. I know you take care of clients in D.C. I don't know how you, you're set up globally. So we have a website, so you can go to milestones. Yes, let give them all of your stuff. CCS.com, um, and um, you can ask questions there. Um, if you're looking for local resources to help you during the holiday season or during any time, there's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. It's 1-800-273-8255. And for those who are not a fan of calling, there's a crisis text line. And you can text HELLO to 741-741, and that's in the United States or in the United Kingdom. Um, also, um, we have a blog right now about um, attitude of gratitude. So we talk about mindset and how we enter the holidays and coping. And so this is one of the ways that we kind of shift our thinking is by, instead of, we, we mentioned this in different ways today was, think about what you have instead of what you don't have, what's missing, what, what is it that you have that you can build on and focus on rather than talking about what's missing from the picture. Well guys, I wanna, I wanna thank you guys for listening today. Um, if, if they wanted to, I know you, like I said, we know we cover uh, Maryland and we cover the district, what we call the D, well, can't really call the DMV. I don't know if you're doing in, in Virginia, but if someone wanted to reach you and they're outside of this area, uh, could they reach you and maybe you could refer them a whole conversation with them? Is that possible? Absolutely. Send me questions. Uh, maybe we could even answer your questions in a blog let's, so let's that give, we can get. Give, let's give them that. So yes, um, again, you can go to our website and uh, milestonesccs.com and leave a message there and we can respond accordingly. Well, again, I wanna thank you. There, there, it seems like there wasn't enough time um, and we could go on. So one of the things I Absolutely. do, I have, a long a segment, season. I have a segment called My Young and Outfront Leaders where I often bring um, members who have come on to the show and, and just done such a phenomenal job we need to get uh, another dish uh, from you. You know, you know, Thanksgiving ain't right till you go back for that second serving. It's better the next and, day. There you go. And so I'd like to invite you onto my Facebook Live and or, or one of the platforms we'll use. Bring you back so we can really get into this conversation uh, some more because uh, it's we need more than an hour to be able to do this. And I just want to tell you how grateful I am that you 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 chose it not you chose it not robbery to give back and, and that's one of the things that uh, over the course of the last 72 hours I found out about you and doing my homework is that you give back and you help people. So guys, if you need some help, is, you got a phone number you want to give sure. them a call? Sure, our number is 443 574 Slow, 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 slow down. 443. Okay, because I, <laughs> see, I write with a number two pencil. 543. Four, three. Uh-huh. 574 All right, guys, if you want access, and that's one of the things we promise you, we were going to get you access to the right type of help. Um, and, and again, you know, chew the meat, spit out the bone. But if you found something useful, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can catch us uh, this week. We'll be putting this show on podcast. You can go over there. You can listen to it. You can like. You can subscribe. We do hope you share. But most importantly, you can leave a voice comment that we might play back over the air on the live show. 
Uh, again, Gina, we want to thank you for coming into the My show. My pleasure. Thank and, you. And I want to once again uh, acknowledge your parents who came down with you. Love that cowboy you, hat, Dad. sir. Go Cowboys! Yes, and I want to say almost 20 years ago, I met your father at a men's retreat um, uh, at Argon Hills. It was just about 20 years ago. And um, I was called in to teach from a subject, The Point Man. And, and I'll never forget it because I was in that season of that. Uh, but guys, maybe I'll teach that on air one day. I want to close with this. I like boats. I really like boats. Now, I don't, I don't own a boat. I've never been on a lot of boats, but I like boats. And I don't like just any kind of boat. I like the really nice boats. And one of the things I learned about people with really nice boats, they make an investment in something. Not the aesthetics of the boat. boat. Yeah, that's nice. But when that boat has real value to them, they make a real investment in an anchor. That's right, an anchor. And the bigger the boat, the bigger the anchor. Guys, what are you anchored to? What have you attached your anchor to? Because if you got a big boat, if you got big dreams, if you got big desires, if you got a big uh, thing in mind that you want to do, you got to attach it to something. And if you are not attached to the right type of anchor, if you're not attached to the thing that is going to help you when there is no other help, if you're not invested in you, if you have not decided to make what you want a priority, if you are not committed to it, then yeah, it's going to drive you crazy. If you want peace of mind, you've got to commit to having peace of mind. You've got to do those things that are going to give you peace of mind. And you know what I say. You can't give up, you can't give in, and you can't give out. You don't have that much farther to go. I know the holidays are coming, and I know you're going to have to fight like hell to get through. But fight! Fight with all your might. Fight with everything you have. And remember, you've been given the good seed. And even if all you have is a mustard seed of faith, that's all you need. You don't need what everybody else has to get to what it is you want. You just need the courage and the heart to. And you know what I say, I have a battle cry. I teach it at One Do North's leadership course. I spread it to everybody I know. And so I won't hesitate to do it now. My battle cry comes from Joshua 1 and 9 and it says, Haven't I commanded thee to be strong and of good courage? That's right, be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of great courage. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord thy God will be with you wherever you go. Wherever you go, no matter how high you go, how low you may fall, God is with you. All you need to do is raise your hand and say, help me. Help me. There's no shame in asking for help this holiday season or this moment. There's no shame. You've been listening to Success in the Evening with Coach Ricky Terry. Man, I hope you enjoyed this one. And if you think this is good, you should join us every Monday from 5 to 7 p.m. on nlgradio.com. You can also visit our website at the number one, Do North. That's the number one, D-U-E-N-O-R-T-H dot com. All one word, one Do North. Dot com. We're on Facebook and Instagram 
under One Do North LLC. I hope we get to meet. Can't wait to have you answer one of the questions. In the meantime, I want you to have a supercalifragilisticexpialidocious kind of day. And remember, I am your coach.